Welcome to Headliners, the podcast. This is the paper review that won't put you to sleep. You can catch us live every night from 11 on GB News with a panel of top-notch comedians going through the biggest stories hitting the next day's papers. But don't worry, if you miss it, you can catch up here after every show. So let's do it. Welcome to Headliners. Hello and welcome to Headliners. I'm Andrew Doyle and joining me is a Headliners veteran, Josh Howie, and a Headliners virgin, Kerry Marks. Don't worry, we're going to be gentle. How are you, Kerry? Oh, I just found out I'm a virgin or something, so that's nice. It's good, isn't it? I'm, I'm very croaky. I've had uh, laryngitis for the last month from being too close to a larry, uh, I think. And uh, it's, it's, I'm still left with a croakiness where everything I say, probably on your, every opinion I give on your show might sound nastier and meaner than, meaner than it actually is. Oh, well, really you've prefaced it for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just assume you're, you're, you're a lot sweeter you. than you sound. sound very, totally. very masculine. Oh, you like yeah. it? I, yeah. think, uh, I, I like it. You think it's kind of like sexy? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> what was that? That was that, That's that, my deep voice. That just sounds like Miss Piggy. Is that accurate? That's, that's actually my wife's nickname for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, let's go through tomorrow's front covers. And we're going to begin with the uh, Mail, Daily Mail. Boris stares down the mutiny. A day of frenzied drama sees blizzard of resignations but ends with the PM insisting he won't give up his mandate from 14 million voters and also firing old rival Michael Gove. Independent next. And the Independent goes with the bitter end. Straightforward, I think. Onto The Guardian, being their usual impartial selves. Desperate, deluded PM clings to power with that... uh, very sort of ominous profile picture of Boris Johnson there. We move on to Thursday's Financial Times. Johnson rocked by Cabinet Revolt. And also another story which we're going to be covering, MI5 and FBI chiefs join forces to warn on China's industrial spying campaign. Very worrying. We'll be covering that. On to Thursday's Mirror now. Just get exit done. Definitely a theme on these front covers. This is Johnson obviously clinging to power. Ministers want him out. 42 Tories quit. That's actually gone up to 44 since this article came out. And of course, Michael Gove sacked. Onto the Times. Johnson fights for his life after more than 40 ministers and aides quit. Defiant Prime Minister caps day of chaos by sacking Michael Gove. And then here we go. Daily Star. Have they bucked the trend? Oh, no, that's the Metro. Get exit done. Boris, well, they haven't bucked the trend. Let's see what the Daily Star's gone for. Well, it's the same story, but a slightly different slant. Cripes, my work chums say I'm a lying wazuk, and all are deserting me. And those are your front covers. Well, there's only one story that we can really start with, and that's, of course, the uh, the Boris Johnson story. We're going to go with the Times on this, Josh, I think. Yeah, although by the time I finish the sentence... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to have changed anyway. I mean, it does beat sort of a, the shot of number 10. At the moment, that's what some people are watching, like waiting for stuff to happen. But, yes. you know, come here and we'll have a little chat about it whilst we're waiting for that, that shot to change. So, yeah, like you said, 44 ministers have gone. Uh, it, Nadim Zawai, uh, that was put under the Treasury Minister, then immediately sort of turned against him. Uh, he's he's got to be gone, you know, there, there are too many twists in this story. Like, I, can't, I cannot keep it's up. It's great being in a news office. Like, it's, it's all exciting. Got here earlier today. Everyone's shouting, <laughs> he's gone, let's go, quick, yeah, get it. great. All the screens on outside as well and yeah. seeing it, uh, just people reacting all around me. So everything could change any moment, can't they? Do you think that he can cling on? I mean, you know, it, he, he loses his transfer to the Exchequer. He gets Nadim Sahawi in, who immediately says, you've got to go as well. Yes. So he, yeah, 
Is it possible, Kerry, that he can he's survive this? Clinging on like a like a half sentient poo that's afraid of water at the moment. He's uh, a lovely it's, it's image. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like watching a gorilla playing Jenga. It's you know we're punching at the thing and you're constantly looking going it's wobbling it's going over and next thing it just writes itself. And then he puts in like worse longer. bricks. He's yeah. like, yes, another brick. He's going to run out of bricks. Try to put them put them in there. It's, just, it's been dramatic, isn't it? I thought uh, yesterday when it was uh, Simon Macdonald, um, the former permanent secretary, which which in itself blows me away. You can be a former former permanent anything. <laughs> he said uh, he said that Boris definitely did know that he had had reports yes. uh, in the first place about Pincher. Uh, and watching the process of uh, Boris going through, I didn't know, I didn't know. I might have known something, maybe knew something, didn't know anything at all. And to the finally, I forgot. It's just, I think, is that first in British politics or world politics for a politician to just say, I forgot. The, the full gamut played yeah, out totally. over a few hours. Yeah. But Josh, I mean, this is very strange. Is that his tactics seem very odd. I mean, you know, we've seen him PMQs today, the liaison committee, just trying to style it out, but pretending like, oh, this is nothing, and just trying to answer questions. Say tactics. That's what he's done his entire life. From, where, from, from him being at school, through university, through his jobs where he was, like, done for plagiarism. Yeah. For, like, all these things, he's always styled it out. And guess what? He's always landed on his feet with his... what Everything, his relationships, everything. It's, so, for him, for his reality... Styling yes. it out has worked so far. Yeah, it's I mean, got this, him all the way to the... Country. At this point, I mean, at some point, you've got to accept... Your time is over, right? I mean, at some point, surely. I mean, he now firing Gove. I mean, that yeah. just, that's that seems yeah. like you know this was the moment when he wanted the revenge for when Gove obviously yeah. stabbed him in the back yes. before, and he's basically just thrashing out now. He can do what he wants now because he knows that his time's over. Is that what we're dealing with here? And if so, isn't that quite scary? Because someone, you know, a cornered rat can be quite dangerous. Yeah, well, that was the uh, the quote today of Starmer, wasn't it? Uh, sinking ship. Leaving the rats. You could see what joy he had in saying that as well. Was, uh, <laughs> oh, he I, thought I, of I that imagine, ages ago. I imagine when he had that line, he wanted to go out and say it straight away. And then his <laughs> like, no, no, hold off. You've got to make it look like it's impromptu. He's still got Nadine, though. As long as Nadine keeps she on staring at him with, with adoration, uh, yeah. it'll be like, just him and Nadine. Oh, go, Boris. Don't yes. leave me. Well, I mean, I think, I think we have to be honest about that. And surely his time is over but his, now. His advice of love each other, to the, that's what he said to the Conservatives. He's like, guys, can't we just love each other? I'm like, mate. That's what got you in trouble in the first place. Do picture to that a little bit too literally. Well, let's move on to Thursday's Independent now. This is arguably even bigger news, although you perhaps wouldn't realise that from the general coverage. But geopolitically, at least, this is really important, isn't it, Kerry? Uh, China is, according to the Independent, China is posing a breathtaking threat to the West and a bigger danger than Russia, say the MI5 and FBI. Beijing is using internet technology to cheat and steal on a massive scale while the focus on the international community is stuck on Russia. Which, um, is this surprising news? Oh, I thought we knew that China has been taking liberties for a long time, just taking huge land masses. And, of course, uh, uh, it, it gained Hong Kong. That was legally from a deal 100 years ago. But uh, we, it still has Tibet and, um, uh, and Xinjiang and uh, human rights abuses all over the place. And, and we know that it's buying up stock all over the world. And So what, have we just been looking at the, the wrong end is what I'm wondering. I mean, like, whenever we've had people talk about... Russian interference, troll farms, uh, you know, Brexit was a Russian coup, Donald Trump was, was installed by the Russians. Have we just been looking in the wrong direction? I think we have, actually. And as it says here, their backing, their backed hacking programme, it's bigger than every major country combined. 
Right. How do we wow. not know this before? Is it yeah. because they are pretty good at hiding Yeah, they're their probably information? Much, better at their, much better at their job, so <laughs> yeah. fair juice to them. They hide in second place, don't they? There's, there's always something well, no, like Russia right now which is taking that's over That's exactly news. what they're doing. They're, they're really? hiding behind Russia. They're seeing how the world is responding to what's going on in Ukraine, how they're sort of treating Russia, and they're actually sort of trying to insulate themselves so that if they were to go after Taiwan, that they're the, the same things, the tactics of... That people have been that the country's been using on Russia yeah. won't work on them. So, can China function being isolated that way? Has it got enough of its own sort of uh, its monetary system? It's enough resources yeah. to be able to continue to to what can stop them? Make what, stuff. What I wonder is, is uh, you know it's. Um, They've got a plan. Boris will save us. That's what I reckon. That'll be Boris. He'll cling on. At the last moment. He'll turn it all around. Some plan. If if Western companies try and pull out like they did in Russia, they've got a plan in China to just go, we own your company now. I mean, some of this stuff is pretty frightening. There's an anecdote in here talking about a British aviation expert Mm. who went over there to be wined and dined by a Chinese company, corporation. Turned out to be a front for the Chinese intelligence. They were just trying after information. I mean, if that's true, I mean, they're really going to great lengths to try and secure... Their dominance. Yes, and it's bold as well, isn't it? They're really not, bold. They're not really afraid of getting caught. And yep. uh, apparently they're gathering information uh, on multiple channels, it says, in, in what is sometimes referred to as the thousand grains of sand strategy. Which sounds to me like they're trying to blame the Arabs, really. I imagine the, the Arabs well, are I thought, a thousand I don't grains think you're allowed of rice to say charity. To... Thousand <laughs> grains of rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blame each other. Yeah, that would be ra- racist. Uh, is that racist? No, how is that racist? I'm joking. I don't know. How could that possibly I don't know. be racist? I don't know. Let's find out. With I apologise to any Chinese people <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, I don't. if I've suggested but is, that rice is, is, is a, there a, is a stable a, diet. No, I think yeah. it's acceptable to, to, to acknowledge that rice is a stable diet. <laughs> but, 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 and indeed that there is sand in, in, in Arabia. But, but is it, are we at risk of scaremongering here a little bit against the Chinese insofar as every, every sort of prediction would be that they are going to be the next world superpower, but, but this makes it look like it's a kind of Machiavellian well, rise to the top. CIA, MI5, or FBI, you know, they've joined together basically to call out the alert because that this has been going on for years. And as they're arguing, it's because we've everyone else has taken their eye off the ball. And you can see the influence they have. And the way that they talk about it here is, as you say, it's not just through their sort of intelligence assets through embassies and stuff. It's yeah. through students that they're sending out to different universities. It's, it, they're bringing... But you're, you're right, that could lead to a danger of people being afraid of Chinese people. And so oh, well, we have to be careful in the discussion of it. I think. Yeah, I mean, there is that. But on the other hand, we do know, as you pointed out, Kerry, that they do have a record of pretty appalling human rights abuses okay. and that kind of thing. A complete kind of crackdown on information and the yeah. internet. And this isn't a, a nation whose government is known... Uh, for human rights and equality and the rest of it. So if there's going to be a superpower, you probably don't want this to be it. No. And already you can see what happened with, you know, essentially they bought the the World Health Organization. They donated a huge amount of money to the person who's running at the moment. Turns out afterwards a bunch of things went in their favor. You're looking at COVID. There's never been any sort of recriminations towards China for anything. It's never been sort of established fully whether it was in a lab or not. No, we don't know. we, We don't know, but... Suggest to say, oh, how has that not been looked into? To think of the loss of life, the yeah. loss of economies. Uh, well, it's, it's a big fear. It feels like there's there's war building up in the world, doesn't it? And especially what Putin's getting up to. And with Putin, at least, there's, uh, the, the, the only hope we seem to have is that he might have cancer, um, which has come from the sun. And I kind of, I've never thought I'd see a time where we're hoping someone has cancer. Well, he did too many topless photos. That's the problem. That was the issue with Putin. Let's not get onto his topless photos because we'll be here all day, (laughs) just because I rather like them. Anyway, Thursday's Guardian now, and a judgment was reached on an important tribunal, Josh. 
Well, this is a huge story. Uh, yes. I, I would say arguably as big as the other stories that we've covered. Uh, Maya Forster, uh, she essentially was, uh, there was a tribunal, tribunal because she lost her job, but she wasn't, didn't have a contract, contract continued mm. because she's saying she was discriminated against for having what, what are known as gender critical ideas, i.e. saying that sex, uh, biological sex is uh, binary and it's real and it matters. And this has huge implications for companies uh, because they've sort of, the advice of Stonewall, which a lot of companies have sort of bought into with the Equality Act of 2010, sort of was all about focusing on trans rights and that you couldn't, if to even say these things would be offensive and thus uh, you could fire people or whatever. Well, Stonewall interpret the acknowledgement of biological reality and yeah. its importance for women's rights as being a transphobic thing to acknowledge. Yes. It makes no sense. No, exactly. So... This is a huge deal. I mean, I was following this. There was this, they, they had the whole trial, the tribunal online on these tweets. And yeah. it was very funny tweets because it was the first time that a sort of a company or, or what had been brought in to defend uh, these kind of uh, sort of ideological yes. um, points. And they were just ripped apart. Gender ideology, when it was put on the stand and this guy called Ben Cooper was just hilarious. And also they kept on contradicting themselves and they kept on misgendering people themselves. and. Yeah. It, but this, I mean, is a, this is a really important thing because what happened about when it first happened, you know, there's more than this than I do, but from my understanding is when it was first taken to court in 2019, it was basically said that you couldn't say that, like, sex is important or yes. that sex is binary. Then a year ago, they was like, no, you can say that. And that, I think, is a massive turning point, maybe the biggest turning point within this whole argument and debate because I think a lot of people who are on the sidelines who were scared and seeing people losing their jobs, seeing them being attacked, suddenly went, wait a minute, I now have the legal right to stand up and go, sex is binary. But it wouldn't have happened if Maya Fostata hadn't fought it because and she lost that original tribunal, yeah. appealed it, and now it's confirmed in law that the belief that sex is immutable is protected by law and you can't be fired yeah. for it. That's really yeah. important. But that's, not, that's just the belief in it, right? That's not uh, stating whether it is... Um... Uh, one thing or another. It's, it's simply saying you are allowed to say whatever you like, but you're allowed any opinion on the matter, right? It's not. Yeah, uh, because I guess before you didn't feel like you had so. to have a belief that sex was binary. That's well, that's the, the weird thing, isn't it? About... I, I, I never understood why it matters. You know, whether sex is binary or not, that doesn't make any difference as to whether someone is able to transition. Well, you because you can't then what? change sex. I, I think that's the point, is that well, if, if you are saying that sex is binary, which, well, it, which it is, uh, well, if it's not binary, why does that mean you can't be you can't become a woman? Well, you can't literally change your chromosomes or whatever. You can't actually become biologically a yeah, woman. Yeah, I'm saying is why does it matter whether sex is binary or not for either either argument? Because I think the idea no is that when someone someone happening. someone transitions, says saying that they're a woman, is that their idea is you're almost like there's some sort of metamorphosis that takes place when actually maybe exterior characteristics. A change. Well, that, well, that's that this is a, this is a key point transitioning because transitioning my, for that reason. Maya Fostata was not saying that people don't have the right to transition or to identify however they want to identify. Not. That wasn't the point here. The point was that she was saying that because uh, because women's rights often depend on the preservation of single sex spaces, someone shouldn't be able to just identify into the class of woman uh, because it does represent a safeguarding risk in certain totally. circumstances. And that, so, you know, it's actually it's it. But what was I think was most disturbing was the idea that someone could lose their job for stating something that is an yes. incontrovertible biological fact. And if she hadn't fought it, yep. you know, that would have been the problem. And the other thing that this has established is, of course, that Stonewall, uh, you know, and the advice from Stonewall is often perceived as being misrepresentative of the Equality Act. And that's something that this is 
it, this is now protected. This yeah, is a protectable Even today, they put out a tweet saying um, that today's judgment does not change the reality of trans people's workplace protection. It's like, no, this case had nothing to do with protection of trans... It's protecting people being able to just say sex is binary. Yeah, I mean, they've reiterated this. Stonewall have said, you know, we, we would like to reiterate that you, should, you, you cannot discriminate against harass or, or harass trans people in the workplace. No one's ever suggested yeah. you could. No. And my for starter never harassed anyone and was never even accused of and harassing she people. She was the one who was discriminated against. She's the one who lost her job, says here direct discrimination, and, um, and she suffered victimization from it. She's a hero. She's fought okay. it through, and I'm incredibly grateful well, to her, and many other people are. So now we can actually just speak freely about this stuff and yeah, not really be important. intimidated. Really important. Let's move on now to Thursday's Telegraph. And Iran really precious about its soil, apparently. Let's I didn't you... know that about Iran. Yeah. This I mean, is... my knowledge of Iran is limited, <laughs> I'll be honest. Well, I wouldn't suggest a visit there, and certainly if you're doing any sort of geological thing. Uh, but yeah, this is kind of a big deal. Uh, the state TV, uh, Iranian state TV, which is not known as being... Uh, the most truthful of media is it not? institutions, it surprisingly, was. no. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so I get all of my primary news sources. And, uh, but yeah, they have detained several foreigners, supposedly, uh, in the desert. Yes. Uh, the Revolutionary Guards did that. And one of those foreigners is Britain's second most senior envoy to Tehran. Uh, Giles Whitaker, he's been there since November 2018. He's got four kids there. And what have they detained him for? Well, they're saying spying because it was near where aerospace missiles exercises took this, place. The accusation of spying is always the one that is used whenever they want to detain anyone. Totally. My thing is, do we owe them any more money? Mm. Is that what's going on? Kerry, <laughs> <laughs> any thoughts taking, on this? He was taking soil samples, was that right? I think Allegedly, yeah. He, uh, sorry, allegedly. Yeah. We don't, yeah. Sorry, I hope he doesn't get any, any, any worse treatment <laughs> because of me. Um, he was taking, if he's a spy, how disappointing is it? I, I've got a friend who's he's massive into James Bond, but this is the reality. Yeah. It's not uh, It's not Goldfinger, it's someone going over to Iran and taking a little bit of soil. And there's not even a great car chase or anything, why, is Why there? would it matter if you took a bit of soil? Um, is their soil particularly valuable in Iran? If it was around somewhere where he was checking for a nuclear programme or something, it might make some sense. But even then, there shouldn't be any signs, so... Oh, I, I thought it was just that maybe it had a nutritional value of agricultural merit well, or something. He's yeah. very lucky. How dare you? Because uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson will soon be out of government, so at least Boris Johnson won't put his foot in it and send him to another five years in jail. There so is that. Good timing. Let's move on. More on diplomats now, this time from Thursday's Guardian. Is this one, uh, this one is you, Kerry, I believe? Um, let's have a look at diplomats who exploit domestic staff cannot rely on immunity, says UK Supreme Court, and good on them. Uh, the UK's highest court has ruled that diplomats who exploit domestic workers in conditions of modern slavery cannot rely on diplomatic immunity to prevent compensation claims. Uh, you're definitely not going to hear an argument from me saying they should be allowed to bring... It's about uh, people being brought over effectively as, uh, as slaves. And there's one case they're talking about, um, uh, the Supreme Court ruled by a majority of three to two, um, and in this case, it was a London-based Saudi diplomat who allegedly treated a Filipino staff member as a slave, forcing her to wear a bell 24 hours a day to be at his family's beck and call. So she wore, I think she wore, I'm, I assume she wore like the main body of the bell and not like the button of the bell. Like the, if someone said someone wore a doorbell, well, no, because she couldn't, of the button. she couldn't be summoned. It would have to be the full bell. So wait, well, unless, I mean, it's worse maybe to if she her. had to go to the door to have someone press a button to them. But it's dehumanising either way, right? I mean, yeah. this is... Oh, but, definitely. And I'm going to tell my wife, I'm not allowing my wife to... I'm not wearing the bell anymore. No, you can't... Really, well, no. You're a doorbell or a button. Me. It's just as bad, yeah. yes. She does not have diplomatic immunity, your wife. 
No. This kind of, but, the, but this is, I mean, this I, is, I didn't know this was, they're talking about how this is a significant problem. Yes. So you've got people, yes. diplomats, foreign diplomats basically having slaves in their house and saying, well, you can't get me because I've got diplomatic immunity. That's outrageous. Yes, totally. You've done those gigs in Dubai. Yes. Right? The way that, that people are treated is fun. I want to go back. Believe them. Okay. Well, <laughs> I enjoyed it's, them. It's they were great really, gigs. It's a lovely country. They are great gigs, but... Uh, Pays well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the way that the, there's a lot of Filipino staff and the way that some of them are treated yes. is, is kind of yeah, it amazing. Is. They, was, they became more aware of it, and I remember a memo that went around. I don't know whether it was uh, who sent it out, but telling at a time telling some of the... Uh, restaurants to treat their staff, their staff better, not to slap the staff in front of yeah, yeah. Westerners. Not to slap the staff uh, in front of Westerners. It's, 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 how about just don't slap so, the staff? Yeah. Let's leave yeah. the sentence but, there. So but the good news is that now this, the person who was brought over, Josephine Wong, who bravely has taken this court, this all the way to the yeah, yeah. been in court for a few years now, uh, she um, now has the right to sue or to get the money back for all of that times, because he because he can no longer claim diplomatic right. state immunity, she can get that money back, and then Pretty Patel can send her to Rwanda, and, and everyone's happy. Yeah. Okay, well. Welcome back to Headliners with me, Andrew Doyle, and joining me tonight, Josh Howie and Kerry Mark. So let's crack straight on, shall we, to Thursday's Mirror. Now, we've all been traumatised by school dinners at some point, but maybe not <laughs> quite as badly as this, Josh. Yes. So this is a Muslim mum, uh, Mazra uh, Bibi. Uh, she has uh, pulled her kids out of school because two of them were fed pork sausages, which is obviously uh, not halal. Uh, and uh, supposedly that then made the rest of the family sick. Uh, if she's looking for a new school, I might I suggest my kids go to a Jewish school. She wouldn't have that problem there. That's true. There we go. Unless they made the same mistake. Well, I mean, no, I think they're we're pretty safe at a Jewish oh, school. They're, they're pretty hot on <laughs> yeah, that. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but supposedly, then they one of them went to um, to, to um, hospital and then got a bug, and then everybody else got the bug. I don't know how the bug really. Yeah, I'm, that I'm was a little that less. Confused me as well. Right. So basically, in, uh, in this story, it's saying that so two of her eight children. Yeah, and eight were, children were, is just too many. Come uh, on. Come well, on. come on, my mum was one of ten, so... Okay. Yeah, but Northern Irish Catholic, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, but, I mean, the idea that, that two of the children had pork sausage, they were fed pork sausage, which they shouldn't have had because it's it's haram in their religion, uh, but then it turned into a bug, which all the family caught. Yeah, that so sounds... I, I think that's maybe a step too far. It's but, two different stories. But the, really. Yeah, it is, one, isn't one, it? One is the uh, food poisoning yeah. and the other one is the... Uh, the, the but the, 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 uh, the mirrors put here, right in the middle of the story, goes, by the way, NHS guidance rules say all products from pork, carrion and blood are haram in Islam. Like, what, what, why are you bringing the NHS? We don't need the NHS to well, tell us that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's... no, no. But also, why are they going to the NHS for their sort of religious advice to explain that pork is... Yeah, just ask an imam. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> it's just a, it, I just thought it was a very strange place to source their thing. Why, but, why did this happen? I mean, the, the idea yeah, that, it's, like, it's, it's, surely, um, you know, if you have a religious child who cannot eat certain foods, isn't that just a bedrock thing that you don't give them the food? Oh, I think the schools apologised, haven't they? They... Uh... All that happened was, this happened, uh, she complained, and the school said, we're sorry, it, it was a mistake, it shouldn't have happened. Oh, so it, is that it, straightforward? It, it shouldn't have happened. I mean, it's, I don't think under any circumstances, no matter what people's religion, it's, it's all right to force a sausage on them that they don't like. No. It's a general yes. rule of life. And I think if we're, if we're in a country where we're saying it's, it's wrong to put doorbells on people, then I don't think we can go around forcing sausages in people either. I think no. that's a very, very fair point, eloquently yeah. put. Let's move on now to Thursday's Guardian. And a new way of approaching car crashes. Not literally, obviously. Stay clear of burning cars is my advice. 
Kerry, uh, what's going on here? Plans for a major overhaul of how people are rescued from car wrecks amid growing evidence that current methods where people wait to be cut free may be harmful. As far as I understand it, leaving people stuck in a car uh, is worse than getting them out quickly. Firefighters have been trained with movement minim minimization. Good yes. on them. As the absolute paradigm, said Dr. Tim Nutbeam, um, which I hope he's not one of the firefighters. I never want to be helped by a nutbeam. Uh, and what it is, they use um, something called the jaws of life to get people out of a car. Which, so, so it's if, a very good name for it as yeah. well. If you, if you, if you catch me with the jaws of death, I'd be... No, jaws of life sounds much yeah. more reassuring. I think so, yeah. We but if you're, if you're stuck in a car, I mean, what they're saying here is that the reason they've gone for this minimized, minimized movement technique is that if you move someone, suddenly it can have spinal injury, that kind of thing. But actually, as it turns out, more people will die if you leave them in there for Lo longer. Lots more people will die, and because that, that leaving them in the car and do it actually only saves like 0.3 percent of people. Right. So everybody else, you need to get them out if they've got chest injuries, whatever it is. And not only that, they're saying if you can get out by yourself, then yes. you should do so because that's going to give you even less of this spinal stuff. So, so it's just a matter of the numbers. A, it, it's, 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 it's a massive number, and it's amazing that no one's really looked at these the figures before and realized that. So basically, it was like once they did that, like it immediately, like half the number of lives were saved straight away because right. they got out. The bonus is, of course, that it gets the traffic moving quicker. So is that a start... bonus? Because I think if you leave the car wreck at the side of the road with the person still in it, <laughs> well, that it really slows the it depends traffic on down which and may overall save more Save lives. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to a, a, a jollier <laughs> story. Oh, it's the Taliban. Maybe not such a jolly story. Josh? Yeah, so uh, Mohammed Amar, he escaped uh, 20 years ago uh, it, when the US forces invaded and Afghanistan. And who was he? He was like the head, the, he was the mullah. He was the big. He was the big, big cheese, the big of the bad Taliban. boy, the big bad boy. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he fleed in this car, in this Toyota Corolla. It was like a white thing, and they then it sort of fled him out. He managed to escape. It was kind of like the Taliban version of like the O.J. Simpson with the white Bronco. Oh, I see. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. Yeah. Escape, right. whatever. And now they've the Taliban obviously knew where it was buried. They it was buried, and now they've uncovered it, and they're going to make it some sort of. Monument to him. He's but dead. This, he died. There was a big reward out. He died. Him. But this is a Toyota Corolla. Yeah. Which I, I'm not up on my cars, but it's a. Is it a good car? No, I don't think. Well, it, it saved him. But saved his life. But this is going to be sort of like a big, uh, yeah, monument, and then it gets to replace all of the kind of ancient thousand-year-old uh, monuments that they've destroyed. What do um, What do Toyota think about this? Is this good? Good could publicity be, for them. Any publicity is good publicity. Savior of the Taliban, Toyota. That could be their new strapline. Yeah. Yeah, why not? What yeah. do you think about this one, Kerry? I'm really excited about it, and I can't yeah. wait to go to that museum <laughs> and see a car that a man hid in for a while. Um, that's basically it, isn't it? Yeah, Let's move on now. <laughs> uh, finally, scientists have spent their time on a worthwhile subject that will benefit all of humanity. Hangriness. Oh, oh my God. Kerry, hangriness. It's a great story. It's really important. Uh, hangry is a real thing. Psychologists find the link between hunger and emotions. Hunger was associated with stronger feelings of anger and irritability, lower levels of pleasure in research. And it, basically, we've all been using the term hangry for a long time. Because we have. We know that hunger and emotion are related. We, and we know unquestionably. And we also and like scientists have finally done together. their thing that they love yeah, why, to do. Why do, we, why do yes, we need the a, obvious is correct. Yeah, why do we need a yeah. study to, to tell us what we all absolutely... I mean, you know, if my partner gets angry, I just, you know, shove a, a loaf of bread in his mouth, you know, because that's <laughs> to silence him. So the same with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very big on scientists doing this stuff, though, because I think just keep them busy. You know, when scientists yeah. have too much time, they're, they're making bombs, they're blowing stuff up, they're, uh, 
They're doing awful, awful... Exactly, they keep, they're well, splitting so. atoms all yeah, over the totally place. totally so. You know, well, even splitting atoms, that's very good for them. Although We, we know the, the massive collider in America they were going to build some years ago, and they, they changed their mind about it, and then thousands of, uh, of scientists became available, and they, they had no jobs. They went to Wall Street, they started doing banking, right. and they came, out, came up with a lot of the algorithms that then caused the banking crash. So basically keep what you're saying scientists is... scientists busy. Have them look... Yeah, scientists are evil. Totally. And they need to be occupied. With studies yeah, like that's this, my feelings. Yeah. Also, all right, don't skip lunch because socially, uh, your social skills will plummet. <laughs> you idiots! Let's move on to yeah. Thursday's mail now, uh, and a story that my nieces and nephews have urged me to keep an eye on. Build a bear. Build a bear. Yeah, I've done a build a bear one. Have you? Kids. Yeah, it's got like a little Iron Man bear. Basically, with the go with. Or yourself. Well, it, it, what I was very happy that he chose the Iron Man one, because that was what I wanted as well. So what is this story See, about? Well, you go along and, well, Build-A-Bear is, yeah, as, as it says, you go along, you choose the skin of the bear, and then you stuff it, and you put clothes on it, and all this stuff. Essentially, uh, they've been fighting in the courts now for a long time, because they have a £600,000 tax bill as, a, as to whether where the clothes that are on the bears are for a bear or for humanoid dolls. So, so it's like... Which wait a minute, so, so if they're a bear, they, they are exempt they have from to, tax? No, they have to pay tax if it's for a bear because it's a stuffed toy. If it's for a humanoid doll, then they don't pay the tax. Okay, that seems like an odd distinction to me. Well, why, why it's, are, it's the Jaffa Cake Biscuit, yeah. you know... Okay, so... Okay, but I've got... I mean, is it not quite scary, though, the whole concept? You go in there and you get a flayed skin... Yes. And then you stuff it. I mean, isn't that encouraging children to be like like Dr. Frankenstein, creating their own beasts? And also okay. lets them behind, behind the veil of yeah, the whole yeah. teddy bear. The whole point is when I was a kid and I had a teddy bear, I thought it was real. Yeah. I didn't I'd want to know about its stuffing and its intestines and that kind of it's thing. Disgusting, isn't it? You know, I never thought about it until you mentioned it. But but, absolutely vile. But this <laughs> human will be next. But this is, what's funny is that in the court of law, they've had to argue that um, bears do not wear shoes. This is like being argued, no, no, it's got to be... Uh, it's definitely for humanoid dolls because bears don't wear shoes. So basically, they had to say, <laughs> look, bears don't accessorize, yeah. so therefore you can't tax us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is hilarious. Yeah, and then oh. the other people are arguing, no, the trousers that you got <laughs> had a hole uh, for a tail and only bears have tails and uh, just all this stuff. But look, it makes a big money. So this is a big... I never trusted Build-A-Bear in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Just, it? <laughs> it's it's biz, big, big business you around the be, world. Look, you shouldn't be building bears. Don't you shouldn't build be, bears. shouldn't be playing God. Frankly. <laughs> Welcome back to the final part of Headliners. I'm Andrew Doyle, and I'm joined tonight by the somewhat humorous Josh Howie and Kerry <laughs> Marks. Somewhat ambitious. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Yep, <laughs> so you should. Happy, happy it's the only that. compliment you'll get from me. Thursday's Times <laughs> next, and it, apparently the French are becoming indifferent and unhelpful. This doesn't sound like them. What's going on? Well, let's find out. Um... Yeah, this from the Times. I, I've had it with Paris, says Julie Berthelot, after violinist mugged twice in a day. So she um, was mugged twice well, I, in the I same day? Well, I had to work this out because I, 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 maybe I was just tired, but I thought... She's the violinist, right? She's the violinist. She's famous. Should I know, should she I know is her? famous. I thought she was upset that a violinist got mugged. Ah. Find me all the other muggings. Like, that's cool. See, when I read it, I you thought that a violinist was mugging people. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so so this it? headline needs work, let's just say, or at least a little bit of punctuation. Well, it could be. A violinist mugged. So, so this woman, this violinist, mugged twice in the same day. Her issue seems to be that no one helped. 
that people just walked by on the yep. street, you know? And actually made space for the, to give the mugger more space in one case. But this, because this is so French, she says, she doesn't say, I don't want to live in a place where I keep getting mugged. She says, I no longer want to live in a place where individualism is, om is omnipresent. <laughs> that's yes. that's such a Parisian so, thing to say. It's so Parisian. Very unusual <laughs> complaint, isn't yeah. it? And then it becomes more about the dirt. It's, lust, it's, lust, it's luster amid the spread of violence, dirt and incivility. So uh, what's going on with France? I mean, is it the case it's that... dirty, apparently. What, apparently. What we've learned today is China's powerful, hunger makes you angry, and Paris is filthy. <laughs> well, I didn't know that it was. Maybe it was as I was staying in a nice area. Well, but you, you get it, to but... the crux of the article, actually, just near the end, because they have a socialist mayor, Anne uh, Hildago, who's 63, and since she's become mayor, they're saying that it's become very litter-stewn and crime-ridden. I'm wondering if what's going on here is what happened in San Francisco as yeah. well. They got, they got this, like, super far-lefty... Marin, who basically legalized drugs, legalized crime, legalized everything. The whole city went to pot, and then finally they just kicked her out because it right. went. Like these ideals seem really nice yeah. on paper. The reality is, it became a hell. So, so I mean, this is. But the other interesting fact about this is that people are nervous about intervening if they see someone being attacked or abused in the street, because we've got this sense now, what with all these sort of violent videos that you see online, that you're just going to get killed. Like, you know, is that part of the problem here? I think that's a, a little bit part of it. But she, I mean, she was defending herself for a little bit because she has, as she says, she's got strong hands. Someone tried to steal her phone. She's like, because I'm a violinist, I got strong oh, hands. Oh, they have beefy hands. They got beef, beefy, beefy muscles. It's all the pizzicato, you see. Yeah, okay. exactly. So she got that and she's like, are oh, you mad? No, that's German. I, I'm, I'm not helping her. If, <laughs> yeah. if, if that was an accurate impression, I'm anyway, whatever. Yeah, she sounds terrifying. Oh, are you mad? This yeah. sort of strange, <laughs> strange Teutonic French violinist yeah. with massive hands. But it is scary because you do hear those cases of someone on the bus being assaulted and then you see sure, them get, they get the stabbed point. This something. just keeps going, goes to another woman, Christine Bravo, 66, television presenter, who said she returned to her houseboat near Notre Dame after spending a year in Corsica to discover the pavement by her mooring was covered in rubbish. Yeah, probably she forgot to take it's out the rubbish. rubbish. Could Look, have I think Paris has well, needs to clean it. Muggings to rubbish, and it's, yeah. uh, it's no, I think Paris needs to clean its act up. Story. Let's move on now to the Times again, and the Japanese have come up with a new app. John? Yeah, this is uh, quite interesting. It's an interesting way of dealing with naked selfies, and certainly within children and teenagers, where you have this app, and then it alerts parents that that child has nude photos on their phone. And because this is obviously increasing more and more children sending nude yeah, photos to Yeah, I didn't realise it was also an issue in Japan. Oh, it's everywhere. Which I thought was a sort of almost more sexless, sexless society or seemingly increasingly sexless. No, no, it's everywhere. So, okay. so, but what also, I want to know is how they tested the app. Mm. Like, where did they get the photos? Who's... You know what I mean? There could be some dodginess uh, there. I, know, I, I mean, let's not cast aspersions here. I, okay. I, I, assume they, I assume they tested it with adult photos. And anyway, okay, the, whatever, the, the po point is, though... It's a pretty good idea. It might be, but kids are very sort of tech savvy these days. And is it really, you know, it's like saying, let's try and prevent children from accessing pornography. They find a way around, you know, are they not going to just do but the same? The way that they find a way around is by keeping their pants on. You'll that, be all right with that. That might be okay. Okay. Rude. <laughs> I, think, I think it's good that it's an app doing it now. All our censoring in the past, of course, has been done by people, which has always been very yeah. suspect that there are people who have to watch films and uh, other things that children look at. <laughs> they just spend the whole day watching disgusting stuff that they then ban anyone else. So at least now it's robots, although I don't, yeah, I don't right, trust yeah. the robots either, frankly. But speaking of questionable social media trends, how about this one on TikTok? What's going on with our kids? I'd never heard of this before. It's a blackout challenge that's caught out. It's called the blackout challenge, uh, which has gone viral apparently on TikTok. And um, this is the challenge. It's I mean, we shouldn't advertise yeah, it really, yeah. should we? But it's about holding it's pretty, your breath, isn't pretty it? pretty grim. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Okay. Uh, we're out. But now people are going to look up. 
Oh, but the point is this: that it's a yeah. dangerous. It's one of those it's things worse. where you get these violent yeah. challenges, um, and kids do it. They try and replicate people it. People have died from doing it. Yeah. And um, and I was surprised being... it was even possible. Well, well, it is possible. These kids have died, and the parents are suing TikTok because they're arguing that these videos promoting it kept on coming up because of algorithms up on the site. Yeah. And it does seem amazing. Why is TikTok, if it's something that's provenly dangerous, it's provenly stupid, just yeah. the idea of it? You're going. Just ban any video that has those particular words in combinations or well, we've whatever seen, it is. We've seen this before, haven't we? There was that viral thing where there was a challenge where you, you you got a friend to jump and then you hit their legs and they fell. And people were breaking their skulls and also people were dying. And this is something that, you know, when it comes to online censorship, which I'm not for at all, but then, then you, it raises the question, though, doesn't it, about the, the influence of these kind of viral dangerous things on children in particular. What do you think, Harry? Um, I think children shouldn't kill themselves. I think it's a very bad thing to do. Controversial. Right. I know. Well, that gets right to the nub of it. Anyway, Thursday's Metro now. And uh, we all worry about the day when our heart fails. But what about our eyelids? A man was walking down the road, uh, looked at the sun or blinked at the sun or something, and his eyes just shut. And that was it. And he was basically blind for the, about a year. That sounds like St. Paul on the road to Damascus to me. That's what happened to him. Not familiar with that religion. But goodness, goodness me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an odd one. So he just shut his eyes. Shut his eyes, blinked. Because it was bright. Yeah, and then he couldn't, and then he couldn't open them again. They kind of froze he actually solid. Said it, it was a journey I'd made a thousand times before from my home to the office. So I think it really surprised if it could happen on a journey that it he really will. He builds up <laughs> the story. He describes everything on the route. Yeah. It's actually, it's a real condition. It's called, well, of course it's real, but it's called blepharospasm, blepharospasm or something. Yeah. It does yeah. affect people. And then for the next year, he would just sort of, he would have to walk around like this and then he would just kind of go, oh, yeah. I mean, that and sounds then, absolutely horrible, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you think sound. you've lost your sight for like a minute, yeah. but this is, it was, was it permanent in this case? Well, it, well there's a, he did, I, I was going to suggest he use like matchsticks or something to keep the... Yeah, or like, like in that. Clockwork Orange where he has yeah, the thing yeah, to keep exactly. his eyes open. Have that, that's a great idea. Although I don't think that's self-therapeutic. That was more a form of no. torture, wasn't it? But in the end, they went down the old um, Nicole Kidman route and then he had all lots of... Uh, the old uh, injections. Yeah, Botox. Yeah. Botox, yeah, the Botox. The Botox has actually... Well, Botox cured it. Yeah, Botox cured him. Cured. So Botox is good for you now. Well, and he's 6'7", he looks like 20. So he looks fabulous. He looks, he looks amazing. So it was worth, worth <laughs> the occasional blindness. <laughs> yeah. Sure, that's not the moral message of this it, <laughs> it should do be. It, do it, everyone. It's a good reason. Um, I think it's everyone's nightmare, isn't it? It well, is, yeah. It wasn't, but it is now that we've talked about it. It's the idea of just walking along one day. My brother had it happen to me uh, years ago when he was a child. He just closed his eyes one day and couldn't open his eyes and had to go to a hospital and uh, they helped him. Well, oh, for goodness sake. Wow. I don't just know a, it was something like this. But this it is was, another uh, thing we have to worry about now, isn't it? You know, he wasn't it, doing that TikTok video, was he? Uh, no, but he also fell out of a tree on his head and he, he flew up on a nun once. He threw up on a so nun? I think he's next, yeah, he was on a ship and he, a nun came over to help him and he threw up on her. Well, in my religion, that's an extra 100 days in purgatory. <laughs> very, very bad. Anyway, Thursday's mail. And ancient frog sex orgies. Uh, so this is yeah. not... Kerry, what's this about? I just, uh, sex okay. among frogs. An ancient swamp in Germany was a sex death trap for hundreds of frogs. Before you get scared, this was 45 million years ago, according to a study. And this was before TikTok, so you can't blame that. It was back in the times of Tick Frog. Tick Frog. And it was... Uh, I, I, I've, 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 Grab the stories and go, female frogs can drown when a male is on top of them or can even die of exhaustion from the sheer physical effort of courtship. Big, what, what is it with nature? Why didn't nature just go, let's have the female go on top? Clearly the male is heavier. 
So maybe yeah, God hates frogs. I mean, this is this it is looks that way because, because they're trying to enjoy themselves, and they, it sounds like it's a big orgy. They sound like sort of kinky frog sex going on. <laughs> they, have, they have explosive breeding. Yeah, that's where many males called. gather and compete for a small number of females. Uh, well, just well, say I don't, no. I don't understand being in a nightclub in Hull. You know, I, I've been there. Oh, yeah, okay. But fine. so effectively what, what, what this article is saying is that actually for the way that frogs mate is dangerous for frogs. Yeah. So if they, if they are mating in a swamp, it's dangerous because they might sink and die. Yeah. But frogs live in swamps. This is very unfortunate for the frogs. It, well, it's very unfortunate for female frogs. It's funny how they sort of go, later on they go, oh, the male's able to breed successfully despite not having access to a live female. Whatever, but the female's eggs are fertilised even though she's dead. Okay. Yeah, the yeah. male frogs squeeze a dead female to extract her yeah. eggs. And Functional always... necrophilia strategy. Yeah, which is quite a mouthful for a frog, isn't it? I mean, that's a warning <laughs> sign, isn't it, when someone's into uh, functional necrophilia strategy. On grind, on, on sort of... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is not Tinder. I don't know what that app would be. <laughs> I admire the fact you tried to come up with one. I mean, that's not an app that we should invent, Josh. I think that's a very bad idea. But isn't, isn't nature just revolting sometimes? <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> you just sort of think, you know, it's, there's so much beautiful in nature. And then you see uh, this kind of story. Or that, what's the one, the ichneumon wasp that lays its eggs inside a living right. host? Yeah, and then the, 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 the larva... A caterpillar. It, it eats... Yeah. It eats the living host and keeps it alive. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what the hell's going on? I've got on a with bunch that? of them going on at the moment. <laughs> I, just, I just think it could have been designed better. And not that I'm, you know, criticizing. I was giant turtles having sex once. It wasn't, uh, I didn't go there to see that. I hope it was, not. It was a zoo where that, was, that just happened. And it was you one of the most real gruesome lucky. things I've ever seen. And really? yeah. yeah, like properly prehistoric, violent looking. And then the end of the well, turned the other turtle over. And, it was stuck on its back, and it's horrible. As as I last, into too much detail. Wow, you've got the, you no, it's too much. Nightmare, time, but nightmares. We've, now. we've got to move on now. Uh, much as I was enjoying <laughs> that visual image there, Thursday's Daily Star now, and perhaps one business you shouldn't try to maximise revenue streams in, is being a funeral director. Yes, well, she was making some money. This is in Colorado in America, Megan Hess. She's been possibly sentenced to 15 years. She's found guilty. She was selling corpses. She, she was telling people that the, they, they're being uh, cremated. Sometimes even she was saying, I'll do it for free to like poor people because normally it costs about $1,000. Right. And actually she was selling the body parts all across America, also taking out like the gold teeth and selling that and making thousands of dollars, which her and her mum went to uh, uh, Walt Disney World. So I feel like someone should buy the movie rights to this story. I mean, the thing is, it's already, surely this is, it's, it feels like fiction. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a show, you know, oh. this idea that she would sell off the bodies secretly in this kind of Burke and Hare style, and then and then give. What did she give them? Just some Benson and Hedges ashes. And oh yeah, cement like, mix. Which she, concrete she, mix? She gave yeah. them concrete mix. That's what a the good weight. Would uh, give it away, wouldn't you? I don't know. I think concrete mix is actually quite a good choice. Really? Well, also people are grieving and they're not really thinking about checking the weight of the the ashes of their loved ones yeah, at that, that point. This, this is a horrible story, Kerry, isn't it? Well, I like I like they call it ghoulish. This is where the, the word ghoulish comes in. It says before selling various heads, arms, spines, and legs medical research, and most ghoulish, ghoulishly of all, extracting and selling the gold teeth. I don't think that's the most ghoulish part, actually. I think no. the arms and the legs are far But there's something about there. the gold teeth as well, like just so. go, rummaging through a body. It's very Tenardia in Les Mis. He does that, doesn't he? Sort of, uh, no. Old Tenardia. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a novel. It's a, it's a musical, which you may have seen. I, I have seen the film. You have, so then you <laughs> yeah, know exactly what I'm Tenardia, talking about. Tenardia, Tenardia. Anyway, let's move on now. Uh, this is a story from uh, the Daily Mail. These are, we're finally getting to the really important ones. Mm. 
So I'm going to be honest, yeah. I've got no idea what's going on here. You don't need money to have fun. Japanese man collects the, the 179 pebbles, 32 pieces of glass and one nut. I think he's the one nut that got stuck in the sole of his shoe over a year. Um, this man collects things that get stuck in his shoe. Right, this, yeah. right. And is it's this... not just that he does that, but he's made the news for the fact he does that. <laughs> but, but, in Japan, it's not even like someone down the world road. Worldwide, here we are, talking about this. But he's an artist. It's a, he's a manga artist. He's a manga he's artist. artist. So is it like, is it some sort of avant-garde Anything's art. thing? I, I get, what I'm thinking is, it's a cry for help, and I just think someone out there, please hire this man to do a manga comic or something because he needs to occupy his... or get married but, okay, or something. OK, but, but Kerry raises an important point. How is it that this becomes a news item? How is it that the Daily Mail think, oh, that's a story that we need to... Is How is it that GB News has said that the Daily Mail, is, this is going to go no, on no, forever? No, but that's not true because we're, our job is... cycle. No, no, no. I'm no, going to defend this show. because we're commenting on what's going on with the news. Exactly. We're we are, we we're are, innocent. We are assessing news. what the news stories in the newspapers tomorrow, okay. and this is in there, but right. we can also reserve our right to critique the idea that it should, it should even be merit uh, a space within a newspaper. Yeah, I right. know, man. It's pretty. I mean, it is 179 pebbles. It's a lot of pebbles. It's I'll give you that. A lot of pebbles. And he has to keep going to the local grocery store, which is where he uh, collects There's his stuff. There's a lot of fascinating it's, it's elements to forwards. it. The nut. That's a real like curveball that's his just coming in out of nowhere. Yeah, how he gets the the, the, the pebbles glass. out of his shoe. Why there's so much glass where he walks? 32 pieces of glass. I, there is something. That there. might be over some time though. There is. There is. He some... does say he does say that the work was not always easy. Oh, no, I wouldn't right. have thought yeah, so. There must be some uphill okay, stuff. Let's let's move on to something else now. So this is uh, Thursday's Express, and one man's good deed is another man's abandoned car. Josh. Yeah. So uh, this is in Plymouth, and someone went up to this gentleman, uh, Omar Badger, and said, "Oh, do you mind if I use your uh, driveway because it wasn't using it?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, fine." This guy then just disappeared. <laughs> this car's been left for uh, six months now or so, and this guy. And the thing is that this is the interesting thing it's considered a legally gray area. Like, he's called all DVLA, the police can't... None of them can do anything about it. But where's the guy gone? Well, the guy's just sort of disappeared. Why wasn't this above the pebble story? I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, 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 but this has big implications. Because if you are brazen enough, it means you can park in people's driveways and there's nothing they can do but about it. This is like the lady in the van, the Alan Bennett story, which became a film that she mm. just turned up and he couldn't get rid of her. Yeah. You know, I mean, but is it... so? What can he do now? Is he not entitled, since the thing has been on his van, uh, on his drive for so long, to sort of just have it towed away? I mean, surely that would be the, uh, the answer. You would, you would think that that, but instead he reported it to the Daily Express. And got, yeah, and got some money out <laughs> of it. saying that he can't legally have it removed, though. That, that's what it says here, all these different are, people. Yeah. Are, are any of us able to park in anyone's driveway? That's what I'm saying. It's so exciting. That's well, it's a grey area. I'm very excited I about it. I don't this. even have a car, but I'm going to get a car just to just do it. Just to this. do it, yeah. No. Park it in your like, like enemies, few. sort of. Uh, <laughs> Make an enemy. Can you do it in short? Can you do it in the short term? Like because when I'm parking to come here That's to work, what talking about. so I could literally, I could just choose anyone's <laughs> drive. So this is a, an important, vital story. Okay, well I might it's try not, that. Okay, let's do it. Let's find out. But I'm not very good at confrontation, and they probably I'm would be. I'm going to call the Daily Mail now and tell them that you've got they've got I a story. I'm going to do it. Way. I feel it's more that you can't get the police or the DVLA to do anything about it, rather than it's it must be illegal. It's got to be illegal because you're, you're trespassing effectively so just with a car. All right, I know this. I know that you'll get away with it. Anyone can do it. But if I do it, that's the day they're going to move on it and go. No, that's, that's when they'll illegal. that's when they'll get rid of it. Everything uh, changes when I do it. I just it. think it's utterly bizarre. Anyway, but, but but there are issues with parking around here. So you know. Maybe. Lots right. of, and lots of rich people with big driveways. Absolutely. All right, let's move on now. On a day of big news stories, we finish <laughs> on the biggest one of all. <laughs> if you're into hot dogs, Kerry, take it away. Uh, um, OK, Rafael Nadal of hot dog eating 
Uh, Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut in the house! Sorry, what on earth fan. was that? Big Joe. fan. You never watched the videos? I Joey don't know Hart. what... Joey I, Chestnut! I don't even know what a Joey Chestnut is. He's the, hot, he's the guy who's like the hot dog anyway, but he's, he's got a 15th title for eating hot dogs. Uh, Coney Island's hot dog eating contest was underway and the reigning champion, Joey... Joey Chestnut! Mate, you've got to stop watching your Les Mis whatever, blah, 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 and start checking out some YouTube videos of like these hot dog eating contests. Well, for Why? a start... Because start. they're brilliantly entertaining. They're more entertaining than getting, like, sh pebbles out of your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. But, well, for a start, I'm a vegetarian, so I think this would be quite... It's not, oh. it's not for me. And we've so, had a story of someone else who was forced to eat a sausage, and now we've got a guy shoving 20 in oh. his face. It's right, so, fun. The, and, and we shouldn't be encouraging this. That can't be no. good for you to eat 20 frank... Was it 20 frankfurters he ate? No, no, he ate 63. His record is 76. OK, so, so in this case, in this particular story, a masked activist storms onto the stage yeah. and prevents him from... Have you seen this video? Yes, I have seen this video, and he basically oh, okay. puts him in a headlock. Who he puts said, who in a headlock? The, the Joey Chestnut puts it. That's how, that's how much of a badass he is. He's like, he's eating 20 hot dogs, and then this guy storms a stage, and then he just grabs him and puts the... While puts still the eating his hot dogs. doing it, and he won the competition. I mean, I'll admit, the, now, way, you, the way you put it, it sounds like an entertaining video. The Miz, choking hot dog Yeah, but wait, person. OK, but what's he on... Like, so... Was he's he, on stage. This is amazing. What was the activist complaining about? Oh, like, oh. pigs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it must have been more than... Oh, so he's an, an animal rights yeah, activist. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Well, I mean, to be fair, he was eating the pigs. So, I mean, that's a legitimate complaint if you are for animal rights, right? Yeah, sure it is. But you're going to get choked out by Joey Chestnut. I'm going to, have to ch You're such a, a fan of this, Joey Chestnut. It, it, there's a whole like documentary about like different techniques, the way you should eat your hot dogs. I did one of these things, like an all-you-can-eat, like 20. You basically it was like it was like a hot dog, a burger, chips, and stuff like that. I did it down Brighton, and I did it. I did it down to the last. I got it in four seconds left, and then you don't have to pay for the meal. And I was, I've got to, look, We've got to end now. Yeah. That sounds absolutely vile. <laughs> big one. Thank you for joining us for headliners. See us tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Headliners, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode again. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a nice comment. Speak to you at the same time tomorrow for the paper review that's never boring.